you got a new sweat. Now, very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we are here today with Adam, um, who is a coach PT. Uh, where? How did you? How How did you first get into training? So, um, so I'm now 34. I mean, the basic story with mine is I ran into a whole ton of injuries in my mid 20s. So I used to work in call centers and stuff like that. Um, so it was like that kind of that gym rat guy that would work at a call center, then go to the gym after work, that sort of thing. Um, ran into an injury in my right shoulder, ended up having pain in the right shoulder, um, then got to a point where the left shoulder started playing up, you know, had neck, neck issues in between that, um, hip pain, you know, lower back pain, you know, had a point where I was wearing thumb braces to stabilize my thumbs, I was getting... Uh, what are, <clears throat> I've never seen thumb braces, what are they? Uh, so it's just, um, basically you just got your thumb, it's just this thing that wraps around, um, that just stabilizes your thumb. Okay. Okay, there's not really that much to it, but it was, um, the basic gist of that is that I was just getting heaps of thumb pain from the mouse work. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I got to the point where the right shoulder was a pain in the ass. So then what I did is I switched to the other shoulder and then that would play up, right? And then, you know, further down the line, I ended up the, then the hand started to compensate, you know, started with the right and then, then it went to the left, right? So I remember like just some mornings where I try to like literally like picking up a spoon was fucking painful. Oh damn. So, you know, I was kind of caught up in this whole thing of like, you know, having an injury, getting that injury better, return to the gym, another injury pops up or an old injury would come back and just caught up in this vicious circle of getting injured, feeling better, getting injured, feeling better, getting injured, feeling better, repeat for a good maybe four or five years. And uh, what did you what did you do to try and like fix all of these things? How did you come into like some of these sort of methods? So so what ended up happening, right, was I got to a point where I was working the call center and I had, you know, I had the thumb pain, I had the shoulder pain. I was like, this job's not bad, but I don't mind talking on the phone and all that sort of stuff. But the pain was just too much. So I got to a point where I was just like, I have to, I can't do office jobs anymore. I just can't do it. So I quit that job and I just jumped into, I'm like, you know what? I wanted to do massage, but the thumb, I, I, don't, I didn't think the thumbs would be able to take it. So I was like, all right, well, what about personal training? I like lifting. You know, if, even if I was injured, like I could still tell people how to lift, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> so it sounded like a good idea. Anyway. Quit my job, took about nine months off unemployed. I was still living with the parents at the time. Yeah. Love those guys. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, love those guys. So, um, you know, took the time off, did my PT, Cert 3 and 4, over a couple of months with the ALPT, and then ended up um, basically, you know, I interned at the Energy Clinic. Okay, cool. So, basically, what how I got better coincided with me becoming a PT, educating myself, and I basically learned how to rehab. People, most of it through my own personal experiences so now be, before you keep going down the story like I'm really interested in knowing like so how did you um, like out of all the different sort of issues that you were having like what would you say was the major one? Oh, was it the back or the shoulders oh the, uh, probably the shoulders yeah but the the thumbs were particularly 
So what was it yeah. something? What was it about your lifestyle? Like, was it just like this the like extended sitting that was the aggravator? Or, or was it things that had happened in the past? Pain and injury, it's a bit of a funny thing, like, because you think it's like, you know, is it my posture? Is it this? Is it that? Like, it's, I I put it down to, you know, now that I'm seeing my clients, I I felt like it was just, I was a very sensitive person when it came to pain. I really didn't like pain in general. So I think that made me ultra sensitive to having pain and issues. But if you're looking for, from biomechanical. No, no, I'm I'm, I'm looking, like, because I have all these theories. Okay. about pain like the, I, I get that it's a holistic thing like um it's like yeah go down that rabbit hole yeah. if you want to yeah yeah so we kind of talk about like you know it's not just all about movement right you know but um you know if you put me in a category of most people that come through the door that i see like usually you've got, you've got these tight dudes which is mainly guys right that are just jammed up tight which you would probably see in the gym here you know um can't throw their arm overhead that sort of thing and then you've got usually the, the girls that which are like just ultra flexible, right? Yeah. I, I fell into the category of more of the girls, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, I felt like my shoulders were ultra flexible. Oh, okay. I just didn't yeah. know how to use them. Yeah. So it was getting me into all sort of situations. I've had that duck bar. I've had real good, you know, um, uh, hip mobility. Yeah. You know, so I was walking around with a duck bar and stuff like that. So I think my mobility and my... Um, my flexibility got me into situations that I wasn't prepared for. Yeah, um, which led to the pain and injury. I see. Stuff. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this somewhere kind of weird, but I don't think it's weird. It's just I'm not sure if people will think that. So, um, do, is there a correlation between like uh, maybe it's just being more in touch with your emotions, like which I guess you would if you're feeling pain, like and more extremely, and like flexibility to some degree. Oh, you're talking oh, like linking emotions with flexibility. Yeah. Um, I've done some weird courses like um, neuro, neuro courses and stuff like that with emotions and stuff. C- because because I know exactly what you're talking about. Like if, you, if we think about like the most stereotypical like male, um, oh, okay. like which, you know, like a lot of the time like I fall into this, right? Like I... Like, I am really jammed up and tight all the time, and I fucking hate talking about my emotions. Oh, yeah. Like, I completely see the two, you know, and and a lot of the time, like, even just to the act of stretching is to let go and to just, like, relax. And, like, a lot of the time, like, I don't like to relax. And, and like, when I do it, I know it feels good for me, and, like, like, uh, I'm super into, like, a lot of these Eastern philosophies and stuff like that, but... I'm also just completely aware of like, and I, and I, as soon as you said it, like you almost put words in my mouth of something that I've thought about for a long time that I've never really gone down. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I, um, you know, then I've got to think about, about, um, cause it's not something that I'm thinking about when clients are coming through the door. Like, you know what? It's always hard to find correlation and causation, like right, yeah. those sort of things. Like, I mean, is that like how I always got to think about like, that's a, you know, that's a good theory, like in a sense, but how useful is it for me yeah. when people come through the door? Well, was, was there a correlation when you were working through a lot of this like pain that you were feeling? Mm. Like did, did other things change your life that helped? Oh, when the pain is happening and stuff like that. Um, you know, look, I was in my mid twenties, um, I don't, it's, it's, you know, it's funny when you get over an injury and stuff like that, like you don't really think about those times as much as you No, anymore. you think like, did that ever, did that even ever hurt? Yeah, yeah, you're like, like that's when you know you've gotten over an injury, mm, yeah. when you're like, oh, I, I used to have, you know, shoulder pain that side. Um, uh, 
Maybe, you know, I'm trying to think if I, like, the, my, you know, the first girlfriend that I had around, but I think that was, like, early on yeah. in my, my, my thing. I don't think I was going through anything particularly stressful. Like, I was still living at home with my parents and stuff like that. But probably now that you do bring it up, like, is, you know, uh, prior to getting the job and stuff, I did a marketing degree for, pushed out to, like, four years. Yeah. Didn't get a marketing job, so it was always stems around. I'm always looking for fucking jobs. Yeah. To use this marketing degree, so you're kind of pulling this out of me. But um, there you go. yeah, you're you know. you're awfully good at marketing now. No, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? So it's um, yeah, it's all changed since then. There you go. Wow, um, that's cool. I do like to do therapy. Yeah, <laughs> but, but yes, sorry. But just going on for that um, is the whole thing. Like I did have a bit of a a void in my life, whereas like I had. I got this marketing degree. I just felt like I was, you know, dropping in and out of call center jobs, and it kind of coincided with the injuries a bit. Was I was always looking for jobs, and I always felt like I wasted my time doing that marketing degree. And before I actually quit my job to do PT, one of the last straws also in that same time was not only the pain and the injury, right? Was but I went for this sales job, right? And I ended up going to, they do like a, a test after on a computer to do like, um, you know, maths test or that sort of thing. Anyway, they made me do it there and um, I totally flunked out. I'm really bad with the maths and I didn't get the job and I was pissed off, man. So, and after I, that. I can relate to that, man. Yeah. Like, um, I often think about that, like, and why I've been successful in some things. Like, there's all these parts, like little things in like my story that I don't often talk to people. But like, yeah, I, I mean, I remember going for a call center job when I was younger, and oh, like, yeah. not getting it, and then being like, I can't fucking get like this job. Like, yeah, 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 I'm, like, not good I'm, enough. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like, I think those things become like huge. Yeah, like things that affect your life. Even even if it just you're like, okay, whatever, and you get over it. Like your subconscious is still processing that. Yeah, there's a lot, lot going on with that, especially with, um, you know, how well we deal with failure and stuff like that. So that was just, um, that was over a period of, you know, you know, years after getting the, doing the degree and I'd always go for these marketing jobs. I'd never, like, I don't know, I think about, like, I've never, no one's gone for as many interviews as I have, you know what I mean? So this was just like the last straw, yeah. like, I'm sick of doing these interviews, you know, you know, fuck the marketing degree, I, you know, I'm just going to do what I want to do. Do yeah, it's good for me. So I think that was like a um, big crossroads for me. Yeah, interesting. So uh, specifically talking like biomechanical, um, what were some of the things that you needed to fix to help with the shoulders? I just didn't know how to use my scapula. Okay. I didn't know how to use my shoulders, um, you know, trying to, you know, basically get um, retraction and protraction mm-hmm. um, or even how to do a push-up like with a straight spine and stuff yeah. without doing a duck bar and stuff like that. That oh, was okay. hard. Yeah. Like I remember, I had um, had the trainer at the time, which was um, his name's Wayne Willis. He's still training, um, but I remember learning to do. He's like teaching me how to do a push up and that, mm-hmm. and trying to keep my duck, my duck, my butt under, just sweating bullets, just trying to you know nail a push up was. This is this is I find this so interesting, right? Like um, uh, one of the big disciplines that. Uh, I've studied as gymnastics and that's yeah, is all about like finding shapes and yeah I and, love the shapes yeah and it's it's funny right because like um you know like this humongous thing that I've talked about for 10 like 10 12 years is like a hollow hollow body position yeah and, yeah yeah and how like that shape is in everything you do and it's funny right because like once you you do it all the time like 
it becomes like this effortless thing. But I, yeah, like all throughout my life, like I've seen like people just working hard to like, you know, uh, squeeze their butt, keep their belly tight while doing like most things. And like, it's, it's this, it's this really challenging process when you first get shown this and, and cause you're kind of like, wow, like this is what I'm meant to be doing all the time. And you're like, fuck, this seems like a lot of work. Mm, mm. It's so foreign to you, you know, right. those shapes. Because you get your body, my body was really good at going into anterior pelvic tilt, right? Yeah. It just was like a master at it, you know, and then trying to do the exact opposite. Mm. It's hard to change. Yeah, man. of course. So, uh, so you did your internship at the Energy Clinic. Yeah. What, what was that like? Uh, awesome, awesome. So, um, yeah, I did it with a few guys there. That's where I met my trainer. Um, got to get into the classes and all that sort of stuff, and just from getting the training there and learning, that's um, that's basically where my rehab was. Um, most of it was completed there. You know, yeah, nice. um, you know, it took me a good couple of years to get better, but that was just a good to have an understanding of how to move, how to read movement. Um, yeah, if I didn't have that internship, I wouldn't be where I am today. Did they do any animal flow classes? There? Yeah, I taught the animal. I, yeah, I got nice. to the point where I was doing, they called it animal locomotion, right? Because okay. you don't want to pay any fees or anything, yeah. right? So, um, but yeah, I, I loved animal flow. That's I cool. Loved, that's um, cool. I remember interviewing the guy who founded that. Mitch, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I American, American yeah. guy, yeah. Yeah, cool guy. Um, so, you, uh, so did you get into like that style of training, like from there, like to rehab, like going to the animal flow type stuff, or did you go back to weights? No, totally. The, the body weight stuff was a real gateway for me back into training. Um, that's how I felt was, um, you know, just rolling around, moving around, um, learning how my body moved. And then after, you know, getting to a point where I could actually like teach it was awesome. So um, something about the crawling, something about being upside down, all the different positions that it put you in, I just felt like it was just making my whole body stronger. And there was less, uh, you know, when there's less weight on the bar and stuff like that, it's um, you feel like uh, safer, you know, because there's less risk involved, mm-hmm. right, in your brain, right? Not, yeah. You know, lifting weights all good, but this just um, for me personally, it just seemed to um, I, I could do that, and it wouldn't fuck me up. Yeah, I think um, I think there is such a uh. When I when I used, when I did CrossFit when I especially when I first started like um I had pretty good like strength numbers compared to other people like especially that were doing that type of like training and etc and like I've never actually I don't actually love lifting heavy weights like I think um I'm just pretty lucky like with strength like it just kind of comes a little bit oh, more, natu- good at it. more natural like I I've just always been like a little bit stronger um but I find gymnastics really hard. Like, and I found, like, I just never been an athlete and found coordination really challenging. So I really like that because I got more reward from pursuing those things. Like, you know, it took me a long time to do, like, a handstand and and things like that. Mm. And I remember, like, the last goal that I wanted to take off, like, with, like, you know, the strength metrics and numbers was, like, mm. I really wanted, like, the 100 kilo strict press. Um, so yes, yeah, yeah. Just arms, no legs. And I like remember, you know, for years, like I was like stuck at like, you know, just under body weight, right. Which would have been like 80, 85. And yeah, like then for a few years, just didn't really, you know, just 
got older, forgot about the goal. And then mm. I started doing handstand walking. Oh, um, no. It's actually like my favorite exercise. And yeah, like I would just program handstand walking into every workout. And yeah, like a few years later, I decided to just test out the strict press and was finally able to do it. Like the, you know, finally able to do the 100 kilo strict press. And I just, you know, at the time, like, wow, like this is, this is really cool. And then I was like kind of thinking back about like, what did I do training wise that like would have led to that? And then I'm like, you know what? Like there is like, there was so much to be gained from like just spending time upside down, like for just strengthening the shoulder. Um, totally. And I think there's so much that the body weight movement can offer like for people, like, cause you have to, it's not just doing the movement. Like it's like figuring out the mastery of your body under like, you know, how to arrange your body. Yeah. How to arrange your body. I think, I think there's, stuff. I think there's so much to that. And also the benefit that it's just like a lot just better on the, like, it's just nicer on the body. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, Definitely. You know, you're not overloading, you know, one of the biggest, um, kind of griefs that I have with like powerlifting that I, that I tried to pursue as well was like, like it was like, it was really cool to lift heavy, but mm. like it fucking destroys your spine. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like your, your spine doesn't need 200 kilos on its back. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's like, and once, once you realize that you're like, cause you know, going past the other end of it, if you're just realizing like, you know what? Yeah. I'm really fucking strong in this up and down motion, yeah. but I can't fucking touch my toes. <laughs> and you're going to be trying to touch the toes a lot more in life and you're going to be trying to. Yeah, it's a lot more useful. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. In the long term. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah. Cause he, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. Like I said, like you. Yeah, you don't need to lift that amount of weight. No. Right? It just depends what you're, you know, what you enjoy and what you're actually good at is yeah. usually where it leads. Yeah. But if you do the things that you suck at, generally you're gonna, your body's going to get more um, more benefit from it. Yeah, right? of course. And and there's like, there's these weird things with numbers and metrics where like, um, like it happens in jiu-jitsu, like, the, like if you're wrestling or grappling with someone and they can't maybe bench press more than 60 kilos then or like around that range then they're going to be at a, at a significant strength disadvantage mm. um but there is very little difference between the guy who benches 140 kilos and the guy who benches 100 like the transferability of that strength isn't like very significant like in, in a functional application that makes sense and it's and it and there's like all these men you know like if, if you're a 40 player there's probably like you need to have a good enough back squat or about good enough squat or you know single leg squat but beyond a certain point, like, it's not that that applicable. Diminishing returns. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think I think people get really lost, like, with um, chasing some of these numbers sometimes or, like, just, just getting more for the sake of getting more without realising that, like, it, it is coming at a compromise. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the fact is, like, I mean, the more weight you got in the back, the more there's, there's more risk involved, you know. That's all there is. And, um, you know, you look at some of the powerlifters, there's plenty of injuries and issues that pop up like in any sport but it's just a fact like how quick you do it how how much load you're doing it's this the risk just is just going to go up yeah yeah 100%. and that's life so um so after going to the energy clinic then you uh started PTing well yeah i started um doing a bit of pt from there so not not a whole heap um but the basic basic gist to where i got to where i am now which was a bit of a slow process was um uh, you know, I got quite fixed up. So I got fixed up enough with my shoulders that what ended up happening was I ended up going back into cool center. <laughs> okay, yeah. So that's like the ultimate thing, right? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, the cool center's fucked me up. 
I got better, but then I went back into them, which I showed them, you know. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up working, uh, got a government job, okay. which was really useful for me with uh, funds and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, the long, long story of that is, um, you know, I got the job working back in the call centers, you know, and then um, also picked up some other, you know, little jobs in between uh, over a period of, you know, up to last year, which is April, so like a three, four year period. Slowly just chopped down on those other jobs and slowly increased my personal training until yeah, I could go full time, full time in yeah. um, April last year. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, so thanks very much. Yeah. Um, we're going to delve in a little bit about like, uh, yeah, maybe just going into like, um, you know, actually achieving the goal of like being able to do personal training full time. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think, uh, you know, being a PT is one of those jobs where it's hard to actually be able to do it full time. Like, like it is and it isn't. Like, once you finally do it, you're like, this isn't hard to do. But then the lead up to it, it seems like you're trying to figure out how to do like a Rubik's cube with one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, do you yeah. Know what I mean, um, and also I think I think a lot of that is just due to how the industry is set up. Yeah. I think a lot of that is, um, you know, you get uh, maybe promised a lot of things, or you like uh, envision that the job's going to. It's well, you envision that it's going to be a job, not a business. First of all. Um, and then you maybe realize that like the opportunities for actual jobs vary either non-existent or very few and far between, mm, mm. Um, which, uh, yeah, like just kind of takes away a lot of that, you know, motivation that maybe you come into the industry with. Totally. It's like, um, I mean, I, I suppose the way I did it, it depends what age you come into it. I mean, you came into it very young. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was still, you know, I would have been, you know, mid to late twenties. Yeah. So, you know, like we had that conversation off air, it was, um, you know, there's different maturities there regardless. So I feel like I was at a time where I was quite mature and I was like, you know, when I when I signed on to do the Cert 3 and 4, the first thing was like, it, you're not going to go full-time with this thing. Yeah. Like, don't quit your day job. And I was like, all right, you know, I get that. I get that. I understand it takes a while to build a thing. That's a good first nugget. Cause that's Because a lot of people don't do that. A lot of people just go in and they're like, I'm going to do this now. And it's like, well, have fun not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have fun, you know, just struggling. Yeah. So, and you know what? There's people, there's a few people that will do that. Right? Some people, you know, it depends what where you're at with your, how you like to do things. You know, I'm very mild and very calm and collected. I like things to be stable. I don't like the big jumps and drops in mm -hmm. financial. Like, yeah. depends what your risk appetite is in yeah. that sort of way. Um, I mean, some people just like, I can't work this job anymore. I've got to go jump into PT. I like, do that, but it's going to be, it's going to be hard work. Man. Yeah. So. Um, so I think, yeah, I think there's a good golden nugget there about just kind of doing it. Uh, Don't quit your day yeah, job. Doing it a little bit slowly. Because, uh, yeah, the amount of people that, I mean, I remember going through that with, um, like, I, I think about this a lot, right? Like, I remember when I first became PT, I was at uni and I had a, essentially a full-time job and then I was just PT on the side of that and that full-time job like allowed me to like I started with a home studio first as well yeah um, before I had a gym and it just it just allowed me to like buy equipment and then I could have cool stuff that other places didn't so I could get clients or get people interested and that was so like useful like being able to have that um that I don't think if I was just doing it if I was just trying to be a PT like I would First, I just wouldn't be working very much, and um, I wouldn't have had the funds to be able to fund, like, you know, business training that I needed and that sort of stuff, like, 
So yeah, I think the barrier of entry is probably maybe higher than people realize because you do need some of this other information that isn't just a part of like the search. Yeah, I, and the the cert three and four, you don't learn anything. Okay, like it's just literally here's. I mean, this is coming back from what one of the guys was like. You're not going to really learn much, right? You probably already know this stuff if you're already interested in fitness. But that what you learn in cert three yeah, and four. Of course. So I already knew most of that stuff, you know. But it's just like, here's a piece of paper. Here's your entry to learn. It's your yeah. ticket to learn. Yeah, of course. Right? Then you've got to do something like, I mean, lucky I got into an internship, which was like a year and a half. You know, yeah. like, it's it's still, like, there's no uni degree for it. But it's kind of like, choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Uni degree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. So, yeah, yeah. Um, um, what, were, what were some of the other good, like, I guess, uh, people that you've been able to learn under or, like, good resources that you found along? Okay, so originally, you know, going through the energy clinic, it was Duncan, Wayne, you know, just some of the trainers there, just basically just watching sessions as much as I could and uh, classes and stuff like that. So um, the basic, the, he, he was really big on the FMS. Yeah. So functional, functional movement screening. screening yeah. so, um, so I went and did that, like early days, I, was, I think that might have been the, probably the first, you know, course I did, mm-hmm. you know, as a PT besides the set three, four. Um, and just starting from there, I got to learn, you know, what movement, how, you know, they want you to move and stuff like that. Um, so I was really kind of going towards more like the biomechanical way. You know, you come, you start really looking at, um, I always think of that when you start looking at the move, become more of a bit of a form Nazi mm-hmm. in those early days, right? Because you don't know, um, you know, lifting with a rounder back or a straight back, like it's just the context of it. Well, there's yeah. just very little context, I think, yeah. at the start. And I think, yeah. you know, I see that a lot with, um, uh, you know, newer trainers. Like, yeah, they just, like, want everything to be perfect. Yeah, and that's, like, well... You want it to be black and white because yeah. it's easy. So, and, you know, I went through that phase a bit. Um, and then I just did, so mainly FMS. Um, I mean, I still had my little kinks along the way, which I was still learning from. So that yeah. my, my own story was really where I learned yeah. a lot of, um, not only in how to, you know, fix injuries, but also how to understand other people who mm-hmm. have got the injuries. Because yeah. that's pretty big, what the mindset behind it and stuff is with that. Um, other courses, I can't really think of. But that's probably the biggest one. Um, I'll, I'll probably think about what I've done recently. I did um, some courses, like I mentioned, with um, Daniel Kirkbride. So he's like an osteopath from Melbourne. Uh, I think he's an FMA trainer, or yeah. he was. So I did a whole bunch of um, courses with that guy which really just um, just kind of uh, put it all together yep. in a more of a, I've started creating more of my own system yep. to help people out. And, you know, also I follow, probably a big, big one was um, the Squat University's book, Rebuilding okay. Milo. That, that, I've read that in the last year and that just seemed to, you know, I took bits and pieces out of that mm-hmm. and now I just feel like I've got a really good understanding when someone walks through the door, I'm going to do ABC or... Yep you know, whatever, so, um, but yeah, you just pick up little things along the way, they don't have to be courses, they could just be YouTube, they could be videos, could be other trainers, or just books. Yeah, of course, um, yeah, I think there is, like, a wealth of information now on YouTube, and you just, you know, and even on social media, like, there is a wealth of information out there, if people want to, want to access it, it's like, it's almost like too much, crazy. Now. yeah, like, it's yeah. too much, well, it's just, you, you don't know where to start, you know what I mean, like, it's like, you can go down a hundred different rabbit holes, which are all decent and good, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. damn, like, 
Yeah, it's it's crazy with the rehab um, section because you got, you know, you've got a lot of physios on there. Everyone there seems to be a million doctors of physio on Instagram. You know, they they're kind of pushing these all these research articles like Adam Meekins and all that sort of stuff. And then you've got the other side of it, which is like Squat University, where they're just talking about like getting people moving better and yeah. working from that. I try to sit in the middle as much as I can. Yeah. But um, you know, it's yeah, you just gotta. You, you got to look at that information, and um, I, I would recommend limiting the amount of information you read, because um, you know, like you, you want to go deep into into one person's way of thinking, so then you can get a whole grasp of why they think that way. If you're getting all these little bits and pieces and stuff like that, you'll just get confused really quickly. Yeah, yeah, of course, and um, <clears throat> and I think a huge thing that happens is people. To stand out, we'll stand behind an idea very strongly, just for the sake of standing out. When in like, market, marketing aside, like the the truth and the principles lay somewhere in the middle there, and that's like a because I'm I've gone through this whole phase. Like when I first started as a coach, like Mark Ricotteau was like pretty big, and his whole thing was like low bar back squat. You know, make it hip dominant, like drive your hip back. Uh, you know, don't don't start with extension from the knee. Uh, don't start with flexion from the knee. And, you know, like now we go to 2022 and like, you know, the uh, knees over toe guy is like pretty huge and now it's like extreme knee flexion. And it's, like, <laughs> it's like, and I remember when I first started, like as a coach, I had this older coach who told me, he's like, you know, like the fitness industry is fucked. He's like, it does like a pendulum. Like people want machines, people want no machines. People want super duper yeah. machines. People want like to fucking work out in a park. Like he's like, just be ready for this like roller coaster ride because... The truth is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and I, and I've I've seen that with like um, you know, when I first started, right? Like I did well because I had a warehouse gym that kind of looked like a fucking scary dungeon where you might get raped walking. Oh, in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, like there were heaps of warehouse gyms, and then all the warehouse gyms tried to look like nice fancy gyms, and then the fancy gyms tried to do make pretend they were warehouse gyms. You know what I mean? Like, like it's it does. Yeah, it's, it's like fashion man almost. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So there's no, I, I try to think about, there's no wrong exercise, wrong way of doing things, like, you know, majority of the time, right? You know, it's just how you use it, what's the context behind it. Yeah, 100%. Uh, what sort of training are you into nowadays? So, you know, like, uh, I suppose in the early days, I, I got back and trained doing the body weight, calisthenics, gymnastics stuff. So um, basically, I usually go between... Uh, uh, I was doing a lot of strength lifting, but at the moment, because I've got a, I've got a kid due in June, so I kind of decided, well, I'm not going to be able to train six days a week for a good while. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go six days a week, do hypertrophy training, and just put on as much muscle as I can yeah, before nice. this kid arrives. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> try and get, uh, try and push up the dad bod for a while. <laughs> yeah, try to, you know, um, ward off that, and then once the kid's born, I'll, I'll dial back into either like a four-day weeks. Maybe not the strength stuff. I'm, I reckon I'll go back into the calisthenics or rings or something like okay, that. Because yeah. I find that's a lot less taxing on your body. Yeah, 100%. The sessions are shorter. There's less load going through your body. Uh, like we were saying, it's, you know, generally a bit nicer yeah. most of the time um, than it is doing like an hour or, you know, an hour and 15 sessions of just high reps, high load. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to eat a lot. You need to sleep a lot. The yeah. calisthenics you can kind of get away with. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. Uh with the people that come see you, what are some of the most, what's the most common, uh, I guess, issue that you see people come see you with? 
Uh, I would say back pain. Yeah. You either got back pain or shoulder pain. All right. Or you have both. Let's delve into back pain because that's something that I've experienced. Yep. And I have my own personal questions about it. Okay. Um, what, what is, I guess, just from basic, general, you know, Australian lifestyle, what's one of the biggest attributes towards back pain that you often see? Um, it's, it's, you know, it, I suppose, like, is it is a thing like from you know pain, injury, and issue and stuff like that, right? You, it's it's hard to pinpoint. You got to look at between like what you know. There's a correlation and what's actual causation of back pain and stuff like that. Because here's the thing: you can you can bag on poor posture and stuff like that and say that's that's the cause of my back pain. There's plenty of people walking around with shitty posture, shitty technique, and stuff like that, and they don't have any issues. So I just think the, the way I think injuries happen and stuff like that is you're at this level, but you try to meet yourself five levels above. Yeah. Alright? So this this gives you an example, you know what? I'm at um say I'm at level one, I can sit down for an um you know three hours and I'm okay. If you try to jump up to level five of sitting down, you know, drive to Melbourne or something like that, you're kind of you're level five, but you try to go at level level five level um you know level eight yeah so you're kind of just like overreaching your current abilities i feel like that's when shit the shit hits the fan okay that's a great that's a good outlook so that i just feel like that's a bit more you talk from a principal's perspective rather than me i feel like that's more useful than me saying uh you know you sitting down around a posture you're fucked you know what i mean like it's it's more complicated than that <laughs> and or you know saying that sitting down, you're automatically going to get back pain. I can't, I can't, we can't really say that. Yeah. You might. It's not actually a sitting, it's the, the length of the sitting. It's the length, it's, it's, are you, top, like your, how your, conditioned your, you are, you know what I mean? Yo, that's it, that's good insight, man, that's very good. Yeah, so, so you kind of like, you know, you get questions like that, they're good, how, but it's how, not the answer you guys want. No, what, how do you, <laughs> how do you, that's funny, so, I know, you've actually completely explained my back. Pain. I mean, oh. I, I do think there were other elements to it, but I heard myself doing a, uh, I was trying to chase being able to do a 200, 200 kilo back squat. Um, I was doing powerlifting meet. I wanted to be able to hit it for it. Um, the way I viewed my powerlifting program at the time was your coach sends you a number and you just have to do it. So I, You're coachable. You're yeah, very coachable. Yeah. <laughs> I had, uh, I think it was 185 kilo back squat, three by three. Um, and my last feedback was like, you know, going low and you're not, you are playing danger territory with how low you're going, right? Like, you know, uh, judges might not say it's low enough at me. So, uh, yeah, so I just was like, okay, I'm going to go lower in my squat. And, uh, yeah, like I basically was doing this unassisted, uh, with no one supporting me. And I get to the bottom, like, fuck, like, I, like, I'm either going to die. Because <laughs> um, I was also kind of like in a bit of like a low bar, back squat type position so like I wasn't gonna I wasn't in a position where I could just drive, drive the bar behind me yeah and you know what like I had one of those like little superhuman moments where it's like my legs just showed up and I was able to stand up the weight after I kind of felt like I couldn't and I just felt my back go really bad and then anyway just did like what most guys do and just like no she'll be right take lots of painkillers before every squat session until like the meet and then after the meet I like I had like this trauma response to back squatting. Uh, I could not get myself to forget to be underneath the bar. 
like like legitimate oh, on the day no like no like after after i did the meet i could not get myself oh to... after the meet yeah, yeah, yeah i could not get myself to squat again like and i just felt like i would literally feel like a bit like yuck like oh. i'd be like mm, i don't want to do that like oh wow yeah it's traumatic yeah like and then i was like like I try to and just like I do one or two reps and I'm like mm, I don't want to do that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and then like I would just like not train that day and I would just find myself like avoiding. What what's like yeah I'm like I'm just like avoiding squatting and it's funny right because like uh, yeah I remember hitting two hundred and being like you know this is uh, I hit it before the meet and then hit it afterwards mm. and then being like um, like I I want to. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll go light today, right? So, light meant, like, I'll just do, like, you know, 50% of that. Yeah, yeah. I'll put 100 kilos in there. Um, and, yeah, not, like, just not really be able to do it very well. And I was like, man, like, this is really... But after you mentioned this about the levels, like, it's funny, because, like, in my head, I'm like, I'm literally doing, like, a walk in the park now. Yeah. But realistically, like, because I was hurt, like, that five... That five wasn't five anymore. That five was, like, 11 on that scale mm, mm. and you know like it's funny like you, like I just decided to just avoid squatting and then I you know I seeked out lots of like um, you know different physios chiros like uh, massage like different types of therapy and that sort of stuff like holistic type stuff like I really went on this whole search to figure out the back pain thing mm. um, and then when I finally one day decided like I'm going to try and rebuild my squat like I realised I'm like I have to start from zero. <laughs> like I started doing air, like bodyweight squats, just like air squats, and the, you know, then like goblet squats with a dumbbell, and then, and like really just like from absolute scratch, and just realized, like, oh wow, this is, this is where I'm at. Like I am, and you know, like then from there, like I, um, you know, like when I finally was able to like, you know, go back to lifting, you know, uh, you know, half decent weights on there, I realized a lot. Wow, like I really. Like, I regressed quite a lot from that, like, you know, from the pain and the experience and, you know, like, from all of that. So, what you're saying about the levels, to me, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, when I feel like any time you, you know, you're at level five and you're pushing to, you know, uh, you know, two, three levels above, you know, you, you can do that, right? But you get burned. Yeah, yeah. Your body remembers it, your brain remembers it, and it's going to make sure you don't do that again. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny, like, I... I mean, I have no desire to squat I like heavy at all. Like, if I never really did a heavy back squat again, I would, I mean, if I never did a back squat again, I would have no issues with that. Like, uh, I've took that off in my life. Like, there's a video proof of it. Like, I'm happy with that. Gotta have video. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, with shoulders, why, what about lifestyle-wise? What, what does contribute to people's kind of shoulder? So, you know, with, with the back, I guess it's pretty simple. Like, could be like, like a tolerance being sitting down and then, they do it for a lot more than they used to. What about with the shoulders? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, uh, I, uh, so, I mean, it likes, I, I think, yeah, we've, it comes back to, I suppose just with injuries in general, you know, that, that's what we're talking about, that whole level thing. Mm -hmm. about. If you're talking like, um, you know, what, what things are going to make you more prone to injury and stuff like that, that, that's a funny question, you know, okay. like it's, it's hard to, because if we knew all those things, like not many people would, um, would be walking around with injuries and stuff yeah. like that. If I always, if we knew that perfect posture and shit like that, was like, you know what, if I just stick to this posture, I'll never get injured. <laughs> can't say that. Yeah. Like it can't, like it just doesn't pan out that way, you know what I mean? So, um, 
the you know I would just think with if you're talking from a biomechanic perspective, like uh, like for me, you know, a lot of people there's um, you know a guy came in the other day. He was you know he gets a bit of uh, you know he's getting a bit of pain in the back, but he was just like the way he was doing things. He just didn't have control over how he used his body and how he um, used his shoulders and stuff like that. So I feel like a big thing for injuries in general is people just aren't, they're going in the gym, they're just really task orientated, but they're not the how orientated, how they're doing those things. So they're kind of like mindlessly doing things. And then when they're actually like in control, they understand what they're doing and stuff, their body generally feels safer yeah. Because you've got more, basically you're switching on things better, you're rock solid. Mm-hmm. I feel like moving, mindful movement and lifting with more mindfulness is um, is a great way to ward off injury in the, in the future and also get over injuries in general. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want, you know, you know, a lot of people be like, well, you know, is it because this is the way I sit? Is it because like, I, you know, work a desktop, you might automatically want to get... Um, shoulder issues and stuff like that, don't go down that road. Just get in the gym, get lifting, get strong. I think, or you could say just being weak. Yeah. Is, um, there you go. You're too weak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I think if you're going to sum it up, like if you're really strong, you know, you're walking around level 10, you know, with things and you're, you're just hovering, you know, all your work is level A and stuff like that. If you're really strong, you can, you're really resilient. Um, yeah, I reckon you're going to have less pain. I reckon you're going to have a better life. Um, you know, it's just get strong. Yeah. I think that's... Uh, I think that's, that's what it comes back to. Yeah, that's really good advice. Uh, what are some... What are some trends that you've seen in the fitness industry that you uh, don't agree with and don't like that maybe have shown up over the years that you've been a part of it? Okay, so I suppose I'm not... So I'm not really... Because I'm just part of the rehab. Sort of part. So I don't really take much part in dieting, keto, and all that sort of stuff. It's not really... What about even like people's... What are type of training methods that people... Um, I'm going to say like just the experience that I've had to fight with. So for lots of years I've owned CrossFit gyms where I have kind of personality of people who are fucking savages who just, keep, just want to train a lot and despite how broken they are. Uh, and yeah. then like it's like just you can't set like... Karen, like, stop doing clean and jerks. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Back hurts. And they're like, well, can I just do, like, dumbbell clean and jerks instead? I'm like, like, you're really tough and I admire her. But, like, maybe you just, maybe you just, just shouldn't do clean and jerks. Like, like, for a while. Or, like, oh, okay, I'll take a week off. No, like, fucking, like, go fucking sit in, like, Hawaii for, like, a year and then come back. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. The cult, the, the um, mindset around that. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, I, I'm pretty, you know... I suppose it's like, I think people just need to learn to just sit somewhere in the middle with um, most of the things in life. Like, it's quite, we want everything to be black and white. We want to be like, uh, you know, should I train hard? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you know, what do you want? Like, yeah. you know, what, what's your situation? What's your job? What's, you know, you just need, I suppose the, the thing with social media and stuff, it's not, um, there's no context in what's being written on there. You know, I try to do as much as I can in the captions and stuff. But that's probably this whole... Did you do a very good job with the captions, by the way. Oh, thanks. I that's fucking so... hate... You know how you talk about... Yeah, yeah, you, you, went that, you went big on podcasting. I fucking hate writing. Like, oh, okay. I hate writing on a phone. I hate, like, the... Oh, it drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 my... um Not my, my favourite part of um, posting online. But, you know, sometimes you just need to... 
you know, put a bit more sense into the post. Mm -hmm. Like you'll put a post up and say, don't do this, just to grab views, right? Yeah. Okay. But it's just kind of, um, you know, just uh, feeding into that kind of culture of that whole polarization stuff. Yeah. And um, not, uh, not just taking it for what it is, which is just a marketing grab. Okay. So we need to think more like, you know, if someone's saying, don't do this or don't do that. Really, what they're trying to say is like, look at me, you know, here's, you know, um, here's what I think you should do, but really there's more context to it. Yeah. So it's just like, because you'll see a lot of people like your Adam Meekins and, you know, these lot of like, uh, like I said, between, you know, Squat University, the movement guys and that, right? But, you know, I like the guys that are putting out, have you seen Adam Meekins and all that sort of like the no, researchy? No. You've got to like these, because this is rehab world for me, right? Yeah. You know, you've got a lot of these physios and stuff pumping out research and content, stuff like that, which is fine, you know, but they, they put it out in a point of view is if you don't follow the research, like, you're done. Yeah. And that gets views, right? Because it angers, you know, it fires people up. You get an emotion, emotional um, grab from that person. Okay. Yeah. And there's not enough people, need more people to say, you know what, this is what the research is saying, but this is what works in the gym. I'm going to try to sit somewhere in the yeah, but that just doesn't, you know, that's not... And, you know, like, another yeah. big thing with research is, like, um, like, I, uh, I've studied a lot, like, to do with, like, like, just the concept of pain, and, I mean, as far as I understand, like, the research keeps kind of figuring out that, like, it's the fucking most subjective thing that, like, exists, you know what I mean? Like, and the more research, and it's, like, pain is relative, like, you know, to somebody, like, having a nail through their shin could be like one out of ten, the other person's like fucking ten out of ten. And like it's just like it's just so relative. There's a lot of yeah, it's relative and there's a lot of variables in it. Um and I you know, I think just, you know, putting up these research things to say that, you know, you won't get hurt by rounding your back in a squat, like a heavy squat. It's like No, but like you know, if you've got that much weight, like why Context. Yeah, it's context. got to be the context. It's yeah. got to be context. context like, what's your history? Context yeah. is king. That's right. That's um. I suppose yeah. That's that's where we come to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's a great place to finish it, brother. Um, I really want to thank you for coming on today. I uh, really appreciate it. I think there was lots of good golden nuggets. I think uh, if I'm being honest, probably that's the first time that I finished the podcast in a while where I think there's some really good key takeaways, um, and I think that's a good testament to like uh, you know your stuff. So. If people wanted to uh, get in contact with you uh, or find out more about you, how can they do so? Yep, so I'm on most of the socials, so you can hit me up on uh, Facebook, just Adam Canella, just on my personal profile there. Um, on Instagram, Adam underscore movement therapy on there. Um, and also, I mean, search Adam Movement Therapy on Google, I'll pop up in most places. Or I'm also on YouTube too, but I'm a bit, a bit slack on that. So okay, recently, nice. so. Um, awesome. Make sure to give him a, a follow, guys. Make sure to check out his stuff. Uh, like always, thank you very much for tuning into today's podcast. If you'd like to follow me, you can do so at RXD Coach on Insta and all other social media platforms. Take care, guys. Cheers.